Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. You just hear that from Keyshawn Johnson, the resident Laker fan on the set. Biggest night in Laker history. The franchise has won 16 titles. Riley, Showtime, Magic, Big Game, Shaq, Kobe, all of them. And tonight could top them all because of the circumstances. 2020 begins for Laker fans and sports fans with the death of Kobe Bryant. And the NBA season could end tonight by honoring Kobe, the Lakers wearing the Mamba jerseys and winning their 17th title to tie them with the Boston Celtics, their arch rival for the most in league history. It is an unbelievable story that could be penned tonight, 48 minutes away. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. I bet you could make a boatload of money if you wanted to put some money down and gamble that the Heat will come back and win the series. And speaking of gambling, you got no margin of error. Our Joe Fortenbaugh from ESPN's Daily Wager, our daily gambling show, will be with us at 810. You want to ask him about some odds tonight in the NBA? You want to talk a little football on Saturday? with college NFL Sunday hit us up 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776 he is nine minutes away and ready to answer any gambling questions you have guys I want you to answer me this the NBA's executive of the year award is out the GM of the year the leadership of the year finishing in first Lawrence Frank who leads the Clippers spent 20 years in the coaching ranks as Jay knows he finishes first just to give you a little context Oklahoma City's Sam Presti Thought it was one of the best GMs in the game. Finished second. Pat Riley finished third. And all the way down at seventh behind executives in Milwaukee, Toronto, and Memphis is Rob Palenka, key of the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers. They're on the cusp of a championship. And they've got Palenka, who engineered the Anthony Davis move and kept LeBron happy, hired apparently the right coach in seventh. I, you know, I don't even look at it like that because there's so many moving pieces in the Lakers organization. Uh, I know you give him the credit for the Anthony Davis trade, getting it done. But remember, that trade was happening prior to him actually coming here a year before. They had already put – when Magic was in charge, they were already laying the groundwork. They were already kind of putting everything – they tried to make it happen with New Orleans. It didn't happen. Then Rob comes, they get it done. You you look at it, you you say to yourself, okay – He's probably not going to get the respect around the NBA. They just don't. The NBA circles don't respect Rob Palinka at that level like they do a Lawrence Frank or a Pat Riley. They just don't. It's factual. And so LeBron James is an easy get. That's it. He wanted to play for the Lakers and he wanted to go to L.A. You don't have to sell him on that. That was a Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Jeannie Buss deal. That's what that was. Team owner. And so when you look at that, it's like Rich Paul, LeBron James, Clutch Management, Anthony Davis, come play with me at the Lakers. Was that really Rob Palinka doing that? Or was that them orchestrating it and him just signing off on it? There's no way in hell Rob Palinka is seventh on this list. This is disgraceful. I don't know how Rob Palinka could be seventh on this list. Rob Palinka should be one or two. I would have him as two with what he was able to pull off. Now, you can sit there and you can say, well, Magic Johnson, the AD stuff was there beforehand. Well, he could have gotten AD the year before. Magic wasn't able to pull it off. It was ultimately the entire crew, right? So you want to get into a conversation about the organization being able to get it done, but still, Rob Palenka had to put out a lot of fires. There was issues with Jeannie Buss, Magic Johnson. Rob Palenka was a staple there, right? Magic Johnson did help bring LeBron James. Rob Palenka, because of his relationship with Kobe Bryant, being his agent for a very long time, had a major hand in that. Whoever came out of this list, 
I don't think they follow basketball. Rob Plinkett should be top three on this list. Mm. Top three on this list. There's no doubt about it. No more shade for Rob Palenka. He's about to get them their first championship in who knows how long. Ten years. Ten years. His name should be top three on this list. See, there, but there's no shade for that, Jay. It's, it's LeBron James wasn't coming to L.A. to talk to no Rob Palenka. I'm just telling you. He was coming to L.A. to talk to Magic. He wasn't dealing with that. So then. Kawhi Leonard was coming to it, L.A. Clippers to talk to Lawrence Frank? No, no, he was talking to Jerry West, but in in, in Doc Rivers, but so but, make, but make the same Jay point, will hey? no because they they view Lawrence Frank different in much the NBA circles than they do Rob Palenka. They because just Rob Palenka was a, was an agent. No, Kobe. there's been other agents that's been successful in the NBA. There hasn't been another agent that's been an agent of Kobe Bryant. So it should be but, more clout for he Rob Palenka. But he don't get that clout. Oh, I'm though. saying your argument you're using for Lawrence Frank is saying that he's not known in circles. Lawrence Frank was known as a head coach and assistant coach. Right, And I give him credit because of the time and effort he spent within the league circles. But all I'm saying is to bring LeBron James to L.A., even if you say, hey, he already wanted to be there, LeBron James did have other options. Like, there is a major weight to say, I want to be a Laker. There's a major weight to say that. Yes, but he, but even though he said that he wanted to be a Laker, it wasn't like pulling teeth to get him there. Rob Palenka didn't have a conversation so with him about coming here. Let's play Monday morning quarterback. Let's do that for where we are right now to say we're going to give you the executive of the year. How'd that work out for the Clippers this year? I'm just so team chemistry. You put you bring guys together. How's it working out team chemistry wise? Could you make the argument that the Clippers in their 50 year history could never have signed two players of that ilk? And he did something nobody's ever done in the history of the franchise. Get attractive mega free agents to come. That's all I'm saying. Fair. That's fair. No, that's that, a valid that, point. That, that's too. a valid point. But but the deal to get the the deal to get Kawhi and the deal to get Paul George had to go through the Clippers and go through Lawrence Frank and all them to get the deal to get LeBron and Anthony Davis did not go through Rob Palenka is what I'm saying it just didn't I mean it, it didn't and and it's not taking the credit away from from Rob Palenka I understand what Jay is saying give him credit because he is the executive of the team but I'm just saying that there was other people that were involved that they that get that credit from the outside world. Jay, let me ask you this. This is voted on by your peers. So it's the other 29 executives, you being the 30th if you're the general manager in consideration for this award. So it's an, it's an award I'm from your you peers. Idea, so yeah. there's something there, right? Yeah, there's something there. That's, there's why, something there. that's why I'm like, they don't really mess with him I mean, like I, that. I, essentially, I'm agreeing with you, Keo, not saying that on that level. I just... I, I think just to say that, hey, all you want to give him the credit like I do, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, they not going to do it. I want it just like you. I want to give him the credit because he is the executive. He did put some of the other. He did resign Rondo and they found Dwight Howard basically and gave him the one year deal to come in. You know what I'm saying? So that part of it is there. But the rest of the NBA executives, they don't see it that way. They like, oh, man, you landed on a soft spot. We should mention, Jay, Soft just, landing. you mentioned this before, but just for listeners that aren't aware, the association between Palinka and Kobe is gigantic. People don't realize maybe Massive. that he was Kobe's agent for the entirety of his career, and that is, that's an unquantifiable, right? That's it, an unbelievable thing. No, it is, it is because in the sports world, as, as Jay know, players don't stick with agents throughout their careers guys for the most part. I mean, they just don't – guys jump around and do all of those sort of things. And a lot of people, the reason that they probably got him on the – at number seven on that list, too, is because they think 
in any real world of basketball if it wasn't for Kobe Bryant, which doesn't make any sense. Rob Polinka wouldn't just go from being an agent to running the Los Angeles Lakers. That always has been a problem for the last several years with people around the NBA circles. That's any, but you know, the, and that's not and about, that's not fair because see, everybody gets opportunities depending <laughs> on who you know. Life is about relationships. There's a lot yeah. of people who you can sit up there and say, "Well, he doesn't deserve that opportunity." Well. He had the relationship yeah. that afforded him the opportunity. Absolutely. If he makes the most of the opportunity, you can't like that. Like, no, you can't. You know, like, I, I'll say this, and it, it, it pertains to somebody who I think is one of the best we have at ESPN. Like, everybody says, well, Gola Jr., right? Does he does Gola Jr. rise if his dad isn't on the show? I don't know, right? But Gola Jr. is one of the best we have here. I listen to him every single day. He's incredible. The talent speaks for itself. All I'm saying is that you need an opportunity to get your foot in the door. It's up to you once you make the most of that opportunity. Rob Palenka has made the most of the opportunity. And I will say this. Imagine Kobe Bryant every single day. Like, I know Kobe. I knew Kobe. Like, that was challenging. Rob Palenka, that relationship as a trusted advisor is something that I think a lot of people look over. Yeah, and if you want to check out more of Mike Golick Jr., Shanae and Golick every weekday afternoon for Eastern on ESPN Radio. They're a fantastic duo. We're going to talk gambling in just a couple of moments, so get your gambling topics in. You want to bet tonight on the Heat for a massive win? You want to bet on the Lakers? Uh, You want to bet on college football? You want to bet on the NFL? Monday night football? You want to bet on Tuesday night football next week? Apparently we got Tuesday night football. Dr. Pepper, call in line. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Our Joe Fortenball, host of our Daily Wager Gambling Program, is here to help you make money. So hit us up, get in line. We'll talk to him in just one moment. Guys, the big story going into this game, essentially, is what it could do for LeBron and his legacy, which has been talked about ad nauseum. But LeBron knows, yes, even though he's in his 10th NBA Finals, if he doesn't seal the deal, even something as historic as 10 appearances on basketball's biggest stage ain't going to mean nothing. Well, one, what I've learned being a Laker is that the Laker faithful don't give a damn what you've done before. Until you become a Laker, you got to do it with them as well. They don't care about your resume at all until you become a Laker, and then you got to do it as a Laker, and then they respect you. What do you say, Jay, to that? It's a guy who understands the bigger picture. And I, I, I really do believe, can Miami win tonight's game? Yeah. Do I think they will? No. I do not. I think, that LeBron, makes you happy. I, I well, think LeBron is, it's, it's different <clears throat> when you watch him. Even in the game that they lost, you felt like watching LeBron James lose to opposed to other team, like it meant something drastically different. I'm not saying that you know, other Lakers players didn't take it seriously. But you just saw that sense of urgency, that look in his eye, that this means something deeper to him. Well, that's why he left the floor with 10 seconds to go. There's, there's no need to talk about it. I need to just go rethink this. Joe Fortenbaugh is here, ESPN Daily Wager. Once again, get your calls in, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. He joins us, like all of our guests do, on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, brought to you by Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. We're going to be lining up some calls here for Joe, Joe, real quick, this is a gigantic weekend. You got baseball to bet, which I know isn't bet that often, but you got the NBA to bet tonight, maybe for the last time this season, and then a huge boatload of football, college Saturday in the NFL, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You fired up or what? <laughs> Am I fired up? Overwhelmed, anxiety-ridden, covered in stress, I would say would be one way. We're going to be approaching the weekend. This is what it's all about. You have to go back a few months and think to ourselves, 
when we were making comments like like I would say I would have paid fifty grand for a Tennessee Titans Cleveland Browns Thursday night game <laughs> five months ago when we had nothing. And now that we have everything, you gotta take a pause every now and again. You gotta pick your spots, you gotta be responsible. But yes, very excited. A little bit of everything. I mean, game five tonight between Glass Now and Garrett Cole, Pittsburgh Pirates fans, turn your heads. I feel bad that you have to watch this tonight. <laughs> Joe, so talking about the the Browns, the coach in the Browns game is a pick'em. Right? In in both for three and one. Which side are you on? All right. So I really liked Indianapolis coming into the season. I didn't have high expectations for Phillip Rivers because I know he's in the twilight of his career, but I love what the Colts are doing under general manager Chris Ballard. They are building a bully. The acquisition of DeForest Buckner, the three levels they've got on defense. This is a team heading in the right direction. But the problem is, even though they're three and one, last week watching him play the Bears, Rivers cannot move the ball. I mean, he can't move in the pocket. He's been inaccurate, and they have really struggled in the red zone this season. They're 28th in red zone touchdown conversion rate. You saw it early in the season, the Minnesota game when they were marching up and down the field. They kept settling for field goals, and they did it last week as well. They're going to lay points on the road for the second week in a row. They're going to Cleveland. Quietly, the Browns have put it together. They're three and one. If I'm doing anything here, you can find some Cleveland plus one and a half. I would be inclined to dip my toe in the water with the Browns. They've been playing good football here. I don't think uh, Indy should be laying any points in this spot. Joe, let's go back to the NBA for a second. My sport, um, Miami getting seven points tonight in game five of the finals. Do you see them covering or how do you is this one going to be tight? See, here's the thing with Miami. They they don't go away. They don't go away, whether it's in a game, whether it's in a series. Uh, if you've ever seen Rounders and Teddy KGB is talking about Mike McDee at the poker table, the kid's got alligator blood, alligator blood. <laughs> he keeps talking about how you can't get rid of him. That's what it is with Miami. You know, they have backdoored the spread twice in this series. In game two, LeBron missed that layup. You had two Kelly Olynyk layups in the final minute to get it inside the 10. They covered there. And then in the last game, Tyler Hero buries that three with a second to go. That got it inside the spread as well. So if I was going to approach this game, there's two things I would do. Number one, I would bet the under. With Adebayo on the court in this series, we're only seeing 206 points per game. Without Adebayo, we're seeing 228 and a half. I think the game tends to lean more towards the under. With Adebayo on the court, there's more defense, a slower pace, total sitting at 216. I would play the under. The other bet I would make is the Lakers in the first quarter minus two, two and a half. It's a 12-minute bet. You're standing, you're pacing, you're sweating the entire time. You don't have any opportunity here to relax. It's the full 12 minutes. I'd lay the two and a half. Miami has been a slow starter throughout the entire course of the playoffs. 19 playoff games. They've been outscored in the first quarter 12 times. In this series alone, they've been outscored by the Lakers three of four games in the first quarter. Their first quarter point differential against the Lakers, minus 11. L.A. hasn't been great firing out of the gate, but they have won the first quarter in 12 of 19 playoff matches. Those would be my two bets tonight. The Lakers in the first quarter and the under 216 total points. Let's get to our callers. Hit us up. 888-STATE-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can sense Joe's energy He's out there in Vegas. It's early morning. He's fired up. Matt in Brooklyn, a little college football question, right? What's up, guys? Yes, I have my eye on a game Saturday. That would be uh, Florida versus Texas A&M. I believe it was six and a half. Uh, I think Florida should be favored by a little more. What do you guys think? 
Florida looks really good with Kyle Trask at quarterback. You can make a really good case right now that Trask should be right there in the Heisman Trophy conversation. The defense has been a little shaky. The one thing I'd worry about with that game is this. Florida's going to travel here. The last we saw of Texas A&M, they got rolled in Tuscaloosa last week against the Crimson Tide. So the natural thought is this A&M team isn't for real. Jimbo Fisher's not going to make it work. They're paying him too much money. Florida's going to come in and smoke him. If that's the case, why is the spread moving in A&M's direction? It was at seven. It's down to six and a half. If I'm doing anything here, and I really like the Gators coming into the season, I'd be taking the points with Texas A&M. All right, Joe. That's what the deal is there in the SEC. We'd love to have some more calls. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Jay, you got something for him? Uh, of just, course he does. Yeah, of course he does. Well, he well, I questions. always have things for you, Joe. Let's be honest about that. Uh, <laughs> any, props bet, any prop bets this weekend? Nothing I'm looking at yet. What the, the market with prop betting is very interesting. You'll get some stuff earlier in the week with the NFL, but then when you get to game day and the day before, that's when you really start to see the market explode with a lot of the stuff that pops up, especially the nuanced stuff. For example, I went in the last night's game. I like David Montgomery over 23 and a half receiving yards because if you saw with Nick Foles, once he took over, he was targeting Montgomery more than you saw from Mitchell Trubisky. So the prop market's something I always attack on the weekend. I will give you a game Sunday night. I I have found myself on the wrong side of the Seattle Seahawks for (laughs) nearly two years. They're going to lay seven (laughs) against Minnesota on Sunday night. That is a Big, big point spread when you consider the fact that there are no fans in the stands at CenturyLink. Remember something with Seattle. 22 of their last 26 games have been decided by one score. 22 of 26 games decided by one score. When you think Seahawks, you think Russell Wilson, but you've also got to think about that defense, which is dead last this season in total defense. Darius in South Carolina. You got an eye on a team in South Carolina. Hi, uh, I'm wondering if Clemson will cover the spread this weekend against Miami. And thanks for taking my call. All right, so this is going to be one of the best games on the board. Clemson's laying two touchdowns against Miami in this matchup. You think Clemson, you think Dabo, you think Trevor Lawrence. If I'm doing anything here, I'm going to take the points with Miami. They're getting better and better every single week. We saw them in a big test against Florida State earlier. Now, Florida State is terrible this season, but that's a big in-state rivalry, and to come out and blow them away the the way the Hurricanes did, they've been playing sharp on both sides of the ball so far this season. I think this game is going to be much closer than people anticipate. If I'm going to make a play here, I'll take the 14 with Miami. And speaking of which, I'll also lay the 20 and a half with Notre Dame. It's a big number. The Irish haven't played since September 19th because of the pandemic. Florida State has been brutal. They lost to Georgia Tech, who's the bottom of the ACC, making Florida State the bottom of the ACC, rolled by Miami, and then last week against Jacksonville State, they were trailing with 21 minutes to play. They finally came back. I'm using that in the loosest definition possible. <laughs> came back to beat Jacksonville State, but I think Notre Dame rolls them this week, and I'll lay the 20 and a half. So you just mentioned Notre Dame. Jim in Las Vegas, probably just a handful of miles away from you, wants to talk about the Irish and the Orange, but not game-wise, just First half-wise. Go ahead, Jim. Yes. I like the Notre Dame. I Irish. First half. And I also like Syracuse. Orangemen, first half. First half only, Joe. Covering the first half spread for both. You know right there 
that that's a Vegas phone call. He's not calling in to talk about a major game or to talk about the NFL. <laughs> this guy wants to talk about the first half of a Syracuse-Duke game. All right, if I'm liking Notre Dame against Florida State for the game, I'm probably liking them in the first half as well. They didn't fire from the gate all that great against Duke, but they did what they needed to do, and that was early in the season. Florida State has been terrible early in games. I would completely agree with that. In the Duke-Syracuse game, this is a tough one for me because I've expected more from Duke this season under David Cutcliffe. They, 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 I bet him against Notre Dame early. I was able to get the cover in that game. The point spread here moving a little bit in Duke's direction. Cuse was minus one and a half. Now it's Duke minus one at some spots. That's a stay away from me. I wish I had something better for my man in Vegas, but I don't, unfortunately. Houston, Jacksonville, Joe, in terms of uh, the NFL – Romeo Cornell's taking over at the head coaching spot. Typically, head coaches that take over, that have some experience, get a you know may get a win or two here. What do you think about that game? Where should I lay there? You know, you think you'd get a balance here because Cornell's respected in the locker room. J.J. Watt had those very strong comments coming off the loss this past weekend. You know, you got to figure this is what the locker room wanted, so now they're going to get up for this game. But historically, this is not a good spot for the team that got rid of the coach. If you go back to 2000, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but if you go back to 2000 and you look at the teams that either fired, replaced, they had a coach step down during the season due to health concerns, whatever it may be in season, there was a head coaching change. That team the following week goes out and covers the spread like 39% of the time. It is not a good spot to be in. And Jacksonville, oh, by the way, they were catching seven, six and a half points in this game. Excuse me. That's now down to five and a half. So the money is coming in on Jacksonville. History sides with Jacksonville in this spot. Houston has been terrible on both sides of the ball. If they're not getting blown out, they're finding ways to lose games. Jacksonville's been spunky. Might be a word you could throw out. If I had more time to prepare, I would have given you something way better than spunky. I'm regretting it now that I think about it. But if I'm doing something there, I will take the points with the Jaguars. Last one. Marquise in Long Island wants to make buckets of money on Jimmy Buckets. What you got? Hey, how you guys doing this morning? All right. Um, cool, because I, I think Jimmy Butler had a ball in his hand a lot this game. I know AD did a good job on him last game as far as defending him. But I was thinking assists and rebounds for Jimmy Butler, both at seven and a half. What do you guys think? All right. So assists and rebounds in that situation. Butler on the assists, I might look to the over. Rebounding's been tough for the Heat in the series, especially if Adebayo's going to be playing. He's going to be in there cleaning a lot of that up. The, um, the, the, the thought process with me would be Butler getting locked down a little bit by Anthony Davis in the last game. Now the adjustments are made, right? I'm going to go with the contrarian mindset as often as possible. If everyone's going to be looking this way, kind of like we talked about earlier with Florida and A&M, ah, A&M looks terrible and they're going to bet against him. Give me a reason to buy on that team because we might be able to find some value. Butler would be a pro bet, in in my opinion here. Pro as in betting on him rather than con betting against him. I'd rather bet on him in this game after making the adjustments against Anthony Davis. Point, rebounds and uh, assists at 7.5. I might take the assists over 7.5 in this game. If he's penetrating and kicking and his guys are knocking it down, they're going to be able to put some assists up. We'll see you Saturday, of course, on Game Day on ESPN Radio. Every day, daily wager, our gambling show, our digital show, Bet Joe's all over it. Joe, thanks very much. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Always a pleasure, boys. Have a great weekend. Thanks for having me. Same to you. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. On the way, J. Will or won't? More gambling chat is next. ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Let's get you paid. That might get everybody's attention. So Jay Will is our resident gambling guy. Jay Will or won't. Simple. Give him a scenario. Will he take the bet? Won't he take the bet? All of the odds here in these games will have are presented by Caesar Sportsbook by William Hill. We'll begin with the Bill No O'Brien game. Ah. That would be Jacksonville at Houston, who won't have Bill O'Brien, who was fired a handful of days ago, and they're moving on. Jay, Jacksonville wins by seven to 12 points in this game on the road at plus 850. Jay won't. Jay won't take this. Um, I, I think the, Texi, the Texans will rally around Romeo Cornell. I, I think hearing what J.J. Watt said about their little altercation that he had with Bill O'Brien, now understanding that this is a fresh start, I, I, I think it's rejuvenation time for the Texans. And Jay Will is right on this one. Um, you look at it, Romeo Cornell's two-time head coach in this league, so this is his third stop. He knows what it is. He wanted to be the interim head coach to get this program going in the right direction. The players rallied behind that. They take care of business against Jacksonville. The rivalry game of the week. You have to be old enough to remember when the Raiders and the Chiefs was a great rivalry, but Key, we all remember that for sure. It's Las Vegas at Kansas City. Kansas City wins by 13 to 18, Jay at plus 400. With the caveat, they have won three of four games by two touchdowns. Jay Will, I, I, I like this. I will take this bet. I, like, I think it has good value here. Look, the Chiefs are an offensive machine. We, we've seen that with all their options they have. The Raiders come to this game losing two in a row. The one thing I question about the Raiders sometimes is just their defense, especially against the Chiefs and the way they play. Again, Jay Will is right on this one. I think when you look at Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes has never lost against the Raiders, and that's got, not going to change this week at all whatsoever. That secondary is not playing great. They're banged up back there, and we know what the receiving core present in terms of problems for the Raiders. Arizona and New York. The cute team. Yes, big spot for gangrene, Arizona <laughs> and New York. So which is the real team? Which team is real? We don't really quite know what Arizona is despite their record, and could the Jets actually be as bad as we think they are? Maybe they will be. How many touchdowns will New York score? Ready? Nothing. Zero. At plus 850. One touchdown at plus 255, two touchdowns at plus 180, three touchdowns at plus 290, four touchdowns at plus 700, or can New York have five or more touchdowns no, with Joe no, Flacco no. at Just plus 1800? Um, I'm going to take three. I, I think Joe Flacco, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how the arm does here, obviously against Arizona. But I think Joe Flacco comes in slinging it. If there's somebody that understands the system, I think that's Joe Flacco. I'm going I'm I'm to just jump to the two plus 180. I think that, that I'll be safe, right? I don't want to put a lot of money out there because I don't want to lose a lot, messing around with the Jets. Jets ain't scored five touchdowns combined this year. <laughs> True. Also, keep in mind, you never know. It could be a special teams touchdown, defensive touchdown. Anything counts. Philadelphia at Pittsburgh in the loser leaves town game. They both do share the state of Pennsylvania. The category here, Carson Wentz, over under a half interception. Essentially, does he throw one? Yes, he's thrown one every single game this season, I think. Uh, I, I will go with the over. All right. oh, I'm agreeing with Jay over. He's a pick machine. And Pittsburgh forces you into picks with all those different blitz packages they present. A lot of problems on that defense. Wentz has thrown a pick in each of the first four games, including two picks in each of his first three. So it seems likely. Last one, the Who Would Have Thought Bowl, Indianapolis <laughs> at Cleveland. Browns win at minus 105. They have not started Cleveland 4-1 and one or better in a season since Bill Belichick was their head coach in 1994. Jay Wohan, I, I, I think the Browns have a lot of firepower offensively, but Indianapolis one of the best defenses there is in the league. I, I, I don't have the Browns winning. What's the weather in Cleveland right now? Is it cold? Is it a little chilly? Because if it is, I'm going with the Browns in this situation because you're taking a dome team on the road in a somewhat of a cold environment. And when you look at that, dome teams going on the road in cold environments coming out of those mm-hmm. situations, they tend to struggle. That's why it's always fascinating when dome teams go up to Foxborough. Well, I'm not AMSMWA certified, but I can tell you that according to my iPhone, on Sunday in Cleveland, a high of 70. Oh, okay. Well, that won't help. So you're with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm still taking Cleveland, though. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Two quarterback changes in the NFL. How do you find and, information so quickly? Well, That's a, impressive. I'm, this is all Steve Jobs. This ain't me. This is all. This, he's, he created this thing, and my life That's is what running. Zubin this is thing. here for to navigate us through things that we need real quick. <laughs> Two QB changes in the NFL that have one thing in common. That's on the way. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. So Dwayne Haskins isn't just dropping back. 
He's not dropping back anymore. He's dropped from one to three on the Washington football team's depth chart. And I got to ask you here, Key, what does that mean? One to two is seen all the time. One to three means what? That means that they're not fooling with you. And you can put another word in there instead of fool if you feel like it. Okay. You go from one to three. Right, <laughs> you go for one to three, man. That's 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 bad news. Um, I'd be shocked if he's still around next off season. Um, just because that just tells you it's something that they're not liking in your play or your study habits. Typically, not in your play because he's not he's not playing just so bad to lose his job. I mean, he's been there a hundred. I think he has a under this regime. He's a hundred and forty throws. Four games, no offseason, no nothing. And he's still, when you look at the numbers, what's so funny is that we talked about it the other day. You look at the Jared Goff numbers, and obviously Jared Goff and him are winning football games. And But when you look at Jared Goff's numbers compared to Dwayne Haskins' numbers in the first four games, in each category, smidge it off. It's like one in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Same thing. And so... You start to look at that, you're like, okay, well, maybe he's missing some throws. Maybe he's not studying the way that they want him to. He's not processing the information. You know, all of those. So maybe his attitude is such that they don't like it. Maybe he has some social media that they don't like, and they've seen his social media posts, and they got mad. It's something there. We just don't know what it is because Ron Revere traded a fifth-round pick to go get Kyle Allen prior to all of this, right, in the offseason. Correct, the new starter. Because he wanted him to play. He wanted that to take place. And and here it is now. And David Mulligetta, who is the agent for Dwayne Haskins, also represents James, Jalen Ramsey and company, and a lot of other big-time NFL players, kind of went back at the press release when it came out, said, amazing that this narrative is coming out of D.C., a young QB, 10 starts total over two seasons, who is in a brand new system with no offseason and a set new system, a young OL, limited weapons on offense, and only three games into his NFL season, yet he is the one that must play well. Yeah, uh, no, like you said, the OL is offensive line. Right. You know, and so when you just – they didn't want him to be the quarterback for whatever exactly. reason. That's just what it is. We Athletes, we can see that. People can see that. I mean, the guy, look, the protection breaks down on him, he gets sacked. Has nothing to do with him, okay? Tackle gets beat, he throws an interception because his arm is hit. Not his fault. I mean, God, guy getting ready to, to pull the trigger. As soon as he pulls the trigger, the defense alignment is in his face. It's not. That's not on him, you know. So when you start to look at these things, you're like, well, okay, well maybe you just didn't like him. You didn't like him at the combine. When you when you took the job, you said, okay, I'm gonna give him some starts mm-hmm. because. Daniel Snyder was one kind of handpicked him. He did, the owner. So I don't want to ruffle any feathers there. Let me get in and get this situation resolved. And once I get in and get the situation resolved, then I can do what I need to do. 
We should mention the one quarterback we haven't mentioned in the triumvirate there. Kyle Allen is now ascending to the one spot. Dwayne Haskins is down at the three spot, which means Alex Smith is now literally one snap away from playing. If uh, Allen gets banged up just even for a moment, if it's serious or if he's totally ineffective. Alex Smith. uh, I just hear Alex Smith. I didn't even put it together. I hear Alex Smith and banged up, and I get so worried. I start shaking. And and the thing is, is when you're the third quarterback, they usually don't activate three quarterbacks on game day. It'll be Allen and Smith. Most likely it'll be Allen and Smith because they're probably not going to activate him. So if anything were to happen, then Alex Smith probably would be the guy. They're hosting the Rams. Ron Rivera on the possibility of Alex Smith getting in there to Jay's point. Quote, Rivera, head coach, I have no trepidation having him come in and play if that's what happens. If it does happen, the NFL world will be watching. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You need the best coverage and not just football, but your wireless network too. Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same networks as big carriers for up to half the cost. 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Speaking of giving some straight talk, Xavier Woods of the Cowboys. You may not know who he is because the Cowboys are littered with superstars, but he's a safety on the defense, which has been historically bad, terrible under defensive coordinator Mike Nolan. And yes, Dak is throwing for a ton of yards because they're playing from behind all the time. A lot of people want to see more effort from the Cowboys on defense. Woods is saying, folks, you can't do it all the time. Our effort's been good. I mean, in certain plays, some guy, uh, I mean, me included, it may be a lack, but overall, the effort is there. Uh, I mean, you don't expect, I mean, we're in the NFL, you don't expect guys to Full speed for 70 plays, uh, that's, not, that's not possible. Look, you guys are pro athletes. This dude just basically said, I'm not going all out on every play with our season on the brink. I mean, just take me inside. When I hear that as a fan, I'm like, really? I, you know, I always find myself in the excuse-making business. Not for this one. No, but, I, but, but, but I'm always trying to figure out exactly what did he really mean? Did he choose the wrong word? Like, because I can't possibly see where he's on the field and he's not going 100 miles an hour because you can get hurt. You can hurt your teammates can get hurt. And you don't want your teammates to think that you're not going 100 miles an hour. I understand maybe he meant that my body can't possibly go full speed the entire time. For 70 minutes. Maybe that's what he meant because – I win 100% of the time, every single time. Even if my body was shut down, my mind thought I can get there. Even if I was 45 plays in and I was tired, I thought I can get there. So I'm just hoping that the young man, I'm just hoping, man. This is is straight up, this is a youngin comment, right? Like he got drafted in 2017, third year with the team. This is a youngin comment. This is things that sometimes you say when you're young, right? Because – when you're when you're older, when you're more experienced, first off, you would never say something like that because you understand the ramifications of it. Regardless of whatever's happening with Mike Nolan or your defense being bad, you never give the media extra added on fuel to the fire that's already existing. And also, as you get older, you recognize in order for you to be great, you have to psychologically be different. You can't take possessions off, give the illusion that you're taking possessions off and say that guys don't play. I don't care about what other guys are doing. I care about what I'm doing. I'm playing hard every damn down. I'm giving my effort every down. So that sounds like a young comment to me of somebody just getting lost in the frustration of where their team is defensively. That, 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 could, that could be the case. 
It very well could be the case. Because I want to find an excuse. The film don't, I don't know how you find an excuse. For I, I know, to say but the, like film, that, the film don't lie. And when you put it in the film, you certainly can see where there's guys on the Cowboys not going 100 miles an hour. They're loafing. But to think that he would say it, it's just like. And even if you're alluding to other players in your team. No, no, he said it, himself too, though. That's the crazy part to me. Yeah. Like, how are you going to throw yourself underneath the bus? <laughs> what happens in the locker room a day after somebody makes those types of comments? I would think that the leadership of, of maybe like a Dak Prescott, even the defensive coordinator, Mike Nolan, would be like, yo, what are we talking about here? Uh, I would think just some of the leaders would, would, you know, sit down next to him like, yo, bro, what you, what, come on now. You know, and have that conversation with him about going full speed at all times, no matter what the case is. Because I've always said, man, you're not playing for the Cowboys. You're playing for 31 other teams as well. And so if you're putting right. bad tape out there, they're going to see it. You know, they're going to see it. And if the Cowboys secondary is getting torched, maybe you're the main reason because you don't go 100 miles an hour. And Zubin, look at this. Look, the, the media is always finding – we come up on air every single day and we give it to you from our athlete POV – but like we both been a part of this, and we recognize it. Even when we make comments, media comes at us for different comments. The media is always going to try to find some angle of attack about what's going on with your organization, whether it be positive or negative or even it being stagnant. So the last thing you want to do as a player, no self-inflicted wounds. Don't stab yourself. The media is always trying to look for angles on you. Don't do I it to don't yourself. I don't go 100 miles an hour. Why Jeez. would you say that? He's 25 years old. You mentioned Young, and he's 25. He wears number 25, played at Louisiana Tech, third year with the Cowboys. To your point, Jay, I mean, you don't want to excuse it, but maybe there is, you know, youth is wasted on the young type comment. There. Yeah, but you, but, but you got to give full effort. You're not, you're, you'll never be any good in the league if you don't give full effort. All just, of, everybody that's good that played on Sundays, man, that's good, they get full effort. I tell you, he said of the 31 teams that watch the tape, if he plays poorly, he just lost a lot of money. Yeah, there'll be 31 other You're telling other people teams. who you are. Yeah, you, you play for 31 other teams because there's no guarantee you're going to be with the Cowboys. So 31 other teams will be looking at you. It'll be really interesting to see what happens moving forward. This is a team that needs a lot less drama, not more. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes Lakers insider Dave McMenamin, who's been with the team all year long and for several years. What does this moment mean for the Lakers as they prep for Game 5 tonight? Dave will be with us, as will Jeff Van Gundy on the call tonight for Game 5, potentially the end of the NBA season. Take your pick. Is Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.